0: I'm John, and tonight I'm here with Larry Gowan. Uh, Larry is a 12-time Juno nominee, which is a Canadian Grammy. Uh, he's got four platinum records, three gold records. He was the highest scorer in minor atom hockey. He has six Canadian top 10 singles. That should be more. And tonight, <laughs> he's performing here at the Mountain Winery as keyboardist and co-lead vocalist yes. for his band Sticks. Exactly. Thanks for yes. being here. My pleasure, Larry. John. To de- lovely to be here. I'm really excited to have you here. I've been a big fan of yours really? for years and years.
1: Is that right? Yes. Is that, Can I check something on your T-shirt just to make sure? Yes. Ah, so you're from that land. The Canada. Uh, I've heard of the Canada. Have you heard of the Sticks? i heard of the Sticks. Yeah, well, you're going you're to hear a lot of them tonight. Fantastic. Have you drunk most of this so far, or is there I still a little bit left?
0: Drinking in high school. Oh, so I'm not responding fantastic! That.
1: Okay, that's good. Well, that'll be for the crew after the show. <laughs> good.
0: When you came in, I saw you're drinking some coffee. I y- yes. And my first question <laughs> was, do you drink coffee? I'm caught. No, I do not.
1: Not I for the last five minutes. Oh. Your
0: own John wants answers. Oh, more. all right. To drink John. future coffee beverages. Fantastic. Or hot chocolate.
1: I, well, thank you very kindly, John. I. I I love. That. I'll put this next to my Regis and, K- and Kelly <laughs> mug. I collect one from every from every interview. Thank you. Oh, great! John wants answers. So
0: you seem to be on tour a lot. I took out the Sticks World page and the mm-hmm. tour page, and there's always a bunch of dates listed. Right. How much of the year are you on tour? Well, John,
1: um, my God, that coffee's light. Uh, we are on tour for at least half the year. With Sticks, we play about a hundred and. Uh, Well, this year we're on schedule to do 104 shows, and I managed to squeeze in seven gallon solo shows as well this year. So, yeah, that's... um, And there's travel days in between. And there's travel days in between. So, we're on the road about, I'd say, 200 out of the, anyway, out of the 365 or 66 days in the year, depending on the year. And home base is still in Toronto? Toronto, yeah. Home base is still in Toronto, and uh, I I love living there, I always have. My parents dragged me there against my will when I was just a little kid right. from Scotland, but I, I love Toronto. Uh, Scarborough is where I grew
0: up, and I still love being there. Stacey and I were in Toronto last summer. Really? And we did the edge walk on the CN Tower. Have you ever done the edge walk? I have
1: not done the edge walk. I want to do it on roller skates one day. Roller skates? Roller I'm, blades, actually. I'm sure they won't let you I've do never that. been on roller skates. <laughs> but on roller blades, I think that would be quite sp- I bet you uh, it was spectacular how it was, was spectacular. it did you enjoy um, it
0: it was pretty uh, nerve wracking yeah but um, yeah. It, you feel I felt pretty safe because they do all the precautions yeah. did you,
1: you use a tether or did you decide not to
0: totally tethered up <laughs> the way they have it is even right. if you wanted to throw yourself off you couldn't so that's how safe it is oh well no that, lets, that lets me out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how long have you been in sticks now oh
1: boy let me see into my fourteenth year, fourteen yes, years, yes, yes, yeah, well um, into my fourteenth year, we have played over fifteen hundred shows around the world. Mm-hmm. We have played, uh, you know, Europe several times. We've played played Japan. We've played uh, exotic places like Canada a few times, and uh, yeah. But we uh, we continue to tour the world and uh, you know let people know what the sticks experience is is all about. Are you still considered the new guy? I consider myself the new guy. Yeah, I think, I think when you're in a band that's been around for well, a band that's in, into its fifth decade now, mm-hmm. I don't see how you can not consider yourself the new guy if you've only been in it for a mere 14 years. Right. <laughs> but uh, this lineup of the band <clears throat> have played more shows than any other previous lineup mm-hmm. have, you know, combined. So that really says something about what we've built over the, um, since I joined in 1999... That we that we've you know continued to build on on the great success they had in the past, and really um, bring the, the live Styx experience to uh, as you know this insatiable demand to see the band wherever uh, wherever we can get to. Right. How did it go about you joining sticks? Well, it was a kind of a Hollywood uh, story <laughs> set in Montreal. <laughs> uh, in Montreal, the, um, in 1997, they built the new. Uh, Molson Center I think it's called the Bell Center now but it's where the it was new Montreal forum mm-hmm. and I had played the old Montreal forum in 1985 but uh, I, I didn't think I would get a chance to ever play the new one and and Donald K Donald in Canada people will know him as a legendary promoter in Quebec mm-hmm. he had us both booked on the same night he had me at a place called the theater Saint Laurent, mm-hmm. coincidentally enough and he had them at the new um, Molson Center and he said, uh, Sticks need an opening, an opener for that night, right. you know. And he said, would you open that show? And at, at, right at that time, the reason he thought of me was, um, he'd promoted lots of shows for me in the past, and the reason he thought, putting myself together with Sticks, was that I just had a, uh, a new live record come out a few weeks prior, and it was in the top uh, ten au in Quebec. Quebec. Correct. Yeah. Gowan au Québec. And it had a couple of French songs on there, and he just thought, that's that's kind of a nice combination, because... You know, uh, Sticks first broke in Quebec. I first broke in Quebec. My first number one was in Quebec with oh, yeah. The Criminal Mind. Their first uh, number one was with Sweet Madame Blue in Quebec. So he saw a nice kind of simpatico billing there. And I played the show completely solo. I, was, I toured that year, most of that year, just completely myself on piano. So I was able to elicit a lot of response and, and chorus singing from the audience. And when the band heard that, you know, one by one, I, I would look side stage after Strange Animal, and I say, hey, there's there's you know there's Todd Sickerman or the sticks drummer, and then I looked over, hey, there's Chuck Panazzo, and then after the next song, I see, oh, there's Tommy Shaw, and eventually, you know, I saw there were more sticks members at the side stage <laughs> with each successive song, and the audience was you know Montreal spectacular, right? And uh, at the end of the show, I I came off, and there were it was it was a. Uh, one of those nights where everything was going right so they were a multi-encore night and, and it just went really really well and tommy happened to remark because i came up he just said i really enjoyed that i hope we get a chance to work together in future mm-hmm. and so it's funny how the universe brings things around because i went and watched their show and i was really entertained by it i thought this band is i'd never seen sticks and i just thought it's i made a curious comment that night to the people i was with i said I'd never be in a band because I'm a solo artist, but this is a band I could see myself fitting into. I just said it out loud, mm-hmm. but I'd never made such a comment like that uh, before with another band. And uh, two years later, they asked me to join. Well, Are you still awake? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So I grew up in, in Canada, as you can tell by my shirt.
1: I, well, you, you're not allowed to wear a shirt like that unless you grew up there. Exactly, it's against the law.
0: So I'm familiar with your solo stardom that's Canada, and a good. lot of people here—we're here in California—don't yes uh, don't know anything about your solo
1: career. How dare they? Um, there, there might be a good reason for that. The records were not released in the United States, and so right. that's that's why that's why people here, for the most part, are unfamiliar with it. But they're more familiar with it now since I joined Steaks. So I want a review the superstardom that you are in Canada. Oh please, take your time. <laughs> so
0: in 85, w- it was the big smash hit record, Strange Animal. Okay. And <laughs> I remember that. Four hit singles, right? Yes. Uh, amazing videos. Like to this day, people are still talking about these videos you had That's good. for these songs. Um, and you, you were Juno you nominated yep. uh, for these videos too. Mm-hmm. So the record was recorded in England yes. at John Lennon's house. Correct.
1: And so I'm wondering, how did you manage to swing that at that point? It, at the time when we recorded it, 1984, it was Ringo Starr's house. Right. And Ringo lived there uh, during the making of the album. And when I... Actually, I made a little documentary on it, on this album I put out called Return of the Strange Animal right, in, in 2010. Right, Park. Tittenhurst Park. Did a little song about the whole yeah. experience. And um, so if people want to look for that website, it's com, And you can see the little story that, that's there. But... Um, in 1984, the producer I wound up working with uh, was a guy named David Tickle, and he was running the studio for Ringo uh, for the previous few years. And Ringo had just moved back, I believe, to England just in the it, recently before we started making the record. I could be mistaken about that, but I know that the studio was getting back together. And David Tickle was the, the perfect guy to uh, to do that, because he was so familiar with the place, and great engineer, and and producer and and he uh, played my demos for the Peter Gabriel band you know Mm -hmm. Jerry Murata Tony Levin and uh, David Rhodes also another guitar player named Chris Jarrett and uh, they they liked the demos and said yeah we'll make a record with this guy and so the great coincidence was February the 7th 1984 that I actually Mm -hmm. walked in that in the house and Ringo was there greeted us at the door and that's a, pretty, uh, that's a pretty intense moment in your life when you actually come face-to-face with an actual Beatle, right. especially in his house, and exactly 20 years to the day that the Beatles came to America. So I thought, God, there's great... him uh, back. There's some great vibes going on here, you know? And I, I remember, you know, with the band I had in the 70s, we always played Imagine, the song Imagine, and uh, that's where John... Recorded Imagine, and that's where he did the video for Imagine I remember On the, the big white piano, piano. opening yep. up the drapes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and but three years after we made the album, I saw the the uh, the movie Imagine uh, that I believe Yoko produced uh, showed them recording the whole record at Tinterns Park, and I saw oh my God, it's using the same microphones, <laughs> same you know the same instruments are around. it's a, Virtually looks like the, the identical studio. I think they were eight track then, and we were sixteen track. But just minor changes like that had occurred, and uh, it's one of the most astounding experiences I, I could ever have had. And uh, when I hear a criminal mind on the radio, I hear, wow, the piano sounds like the piano that's in Imagine, and mm-hmm. just the the ambience of the studio just ties in perfectly.
0: Could you tell when you're making this record? It was your second record. Yes. Could you tell something was different and it was going to be as huge as it was?
1: I could tell that it was different. I, there was a um, there was a sudden feeling of confidence that that this was a this was a really strong musical statement, and and it was it sounded current. You know what I mean? When we'd listen to other stuff that was on the radio or in England or or wherever it was around the world, that. That music seemed to stand up and 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 felt really it just felt really good every day in the studio you 'd come in you 'd put the tracks up and be like, "God, this feels really strong of course you you still have the that little bit of um, well more than a little bit you've you 've got the uh, the big unknown as to whether people are going to relate to this or not you know mm-hmm. but there was I, I I have to say there was a strong confidence when I came back with the record that if, feeling like you, you know if this is the last record i ever make i made a good one right you know? and it didn't totally shock me when when it took off as it did what shocked me was that after it got to like number one in several charts across the country in, in canada that it didn't get that international release that that was more of the shock and a disappointment in to, to some degree but it's the way the music industry was structured back then still a great record and to, to this day i get letters now from or you know Facebook notes, whatever they happen to be, from people in Sweden or Australia or Hong Kong or wherever <laughs> they discover the record. So your next album,
0: hmm. uh, 87's Great Dirty World. Yes. Now this came out right when I started getting into music. Oh. I was at Coming of Age. Okay. And so I distinctly remember the first time I heard this song. It was on Video Hits with Sam Taylor. Yeah. On the CBC. Yeah. Remember that show? Perfectly. I was
1: on that show a few times.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, I watched a video. Yep. I sat there and I was really struck by it. I mean, the, the video itself is beautiful. So, right? Moonlight you're, Desires? Moonlight so Desires. Yep, yep. Sorry. Um, you're there uh, on the pyramids, you know, mm-hmm. the big full moon, you know, the yeah. howling, the owls. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the song was, you know, something really different and something really catchy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that piano opening, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was amazed at what I saw. Right. so I didn't really know of you before that. So huh. over the dinner table. Because you're just a kid. Just a kid. Yeah. On the dinner table, I couldn't get it out of my head, so I'm t- asking my sister, yeah. who's a little bit older. I'm like, have you heard of this Gowan guy? He had this song you know, on the video right. show. Have you heard of him? And she said, oh, Gowan, yeah, I remember him. He had you know, the Strange Animal Record and these songs.
1: <laughs> Way back two years ago, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um, uh-huh. So, uh, Moonlight Desires, right. the big hit. Now, you got uh, a SoCAN award for that. Um, was it like the...
1: Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I got a SoCAN award for that for... If a song has achieved a hundred thousand radio plays in Canada, they give you uh, it, it's achieved what they call classic status. In America, right. it, it's a million. In Canada's one tenth the population, so
0: so is that your biggest yeah. uh, single to date? Would you say?
1: I think it is actually. I think it's the uh, for some definition. It, it's of the biggest. It's the yeah for some definition the biggest. The biggest single, I suppose, would still be a criminal mind because it it became a gold single. That's a very rare thing that a single itself becomes gold off a record that was uh, that was double platinum. well I actually hit triple platinum but um, Moonlight Desires was the most played song on the widest uh, variety of of, uh, formats of radio as well and it's still played a great deal and it was it's the 25th anniversary of that song and that video this year in 2012 so I I did love the fact that that we made that video on the Mayan pyramids and here we are 25 years later and the Mayans have predicted that the world will probably end right after this um, December right John Vink wants answers yeah. show John wants answers uh <laughs> you should ask the minds a few questions <laughs> so
0: uh we don't have time to go over your entire career uh, I just did oh no there's <laughs> there's like a string of gold albums and you put out after that yeah, and yeah. every album had like two three or four hit singles yeah
1: I you are you are a good Canadian boy
0: <laughs> I want to talk about the first time we met Oh. I remember more than you do, probably.
1: Oh, please, remind me. Um, I hope it's really embarrassing. I uh, hope I was, like really rude to you or oh something. Oh, no, no.
0: Yeah. It was August 93. <laughs> so I'm in Toronto. I'm going to, to college. Yep. Um, and
1: Obviously. a colleague and,
0: uh, and me go to the Gasworks. And it's a, it's a weekday night. It's dead. No one's there. And there's uh, a woman on stage singing Madonna song. Okay. The Gasworks. Yeah. Uh, and there's a grunge guitar player. Playing, wishing he wasn't playing a Madonna song. Okay. And then she does a shout out. It was, oh, my good friend Larry Gowen's here. Really? Really. And so I'm like at some other table and huh? I'm really excited because, you know, small town boy in a big city, Larry <laughs> Gowen's in the bar. And so I come up to you and say, hey, can I get an autograph? And believe it or not, here you go.
1: Go away and don't bug me. <laughs> Corey Hart? What a terrible <laughs> thing to write on there. Okay, to John Best of Life, The Criminal Mind. Okay. not bad
0: well that's so i dug that up and boy. i even stamped the date on the back it was august 21st 1993. we could have gotten singing fingers or wow. fries for six bucks
1: I, well i was a vegetarian so you can have mine <laughs> um you know that's thank you for reminding me of that because the gas works was a very pivotal place in my life actually uh there's a little bit more to my life story <laughs> Uh, I think I probably went in there do you remember what the name of the band was that we're playing I don't I probably went in that night because they closed the gas works for good I think I don't can't remember exactly what year it was but it was in the I think in the late 90s and uh, I was very sad to see it go because it was um, a club that I played in the 70s with my band back then uh, Gold, we played many many times mm-hmm. Uh, 15 weeks in total. It was what I counted for the Gasworks, and it's it's a legendary club because Mike Myers, also a Toronto boy, right, right. kind of uh, immortalized it in Wayne's World. You know, he didn't shoot the actual Gasworks, but the club in uh, that he had set in Chicago. He called it the Gasworks, and <laughs> everyone in Toronto knew it was like yeah. we get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I uh, yeah, so that's, that's good. So we met in the Gasworks. That's yeah. that's you see, I feel a good vibe with you. I'm here to pay you back. Okay. Oh,
0: so I'm going to get it uh, off. I brought you an autographed photo. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Look at to that a
1: picture on it. That looks so much like you. Is it? But, this is, but this is like 3D, right? 3D black and white. It's a new thing. <laughs> let, yeah, do that look again. It's not actually you, is it? It's yeah. me. <laughs> no kidding. OK, good.
0: So now I want to tell you about the first time yeah. I saw you perform live. Okay. It was uh, Mix 99.9 had a birthday festival. I think they do it every year at Kew Gardens. Oh, of course. I know. Yeah. And a uh, huge lineup, yes. right? It was...
1: Um, I remember that. Day. you got a picture it from was, it. I just saw yeah. it. I saw that. it. Do you Alley know how many Fru- people were there that day? I don't know. They, no. they no. estimated the crowd. No, they estimated that crowd at 100,000 people. You can't fit 100,000 Be- in that park. No, of course <laughs> not. But did you notice that Queen Street was completely blocked? Oh. And even the streets that, that run up from Queen Oh. I know this because I'm actually recording, I can't, I can't give the exact address, but there's a studio in that vicinity at which I'm recording a new Gowan solo record currently. Cur- as we, <laughs> right now, as we're doing this interview. <laughs> it's being recorded without you. Yeah. My clone's back there working on it. Yeah.
0: So, uh, great lineup. Uh, Atlanta Miles. Yep. Alan Fru of Glass Tiger. Yes. Kim Mitzo, I think, was playing. I believe so. Uh, Tom Cochran, you- or was it Bare Naked Ladies? Bare Naked Ladies headlined.
1: Bare Ladies, yes. And you played solo. So the reason I remember that is because Bare Naked Ladies would, would spoof Gallen songs in between their no, own no, songs. I was just going to I was just did say some, that. did "Wake the Giant," I think. You blew the crowd away, right? Uh,
0: and I was just with my friend. They all went, went home. You.
1: Yeah. Dwayne
0: and I, we know my friend. We we saw you. We said, "Hey, that guy is great." Okay. Bare Naked Ladies came on. Yeah. Started doing covers of your songs.
1: That's right. I remember During that. the show, yeah. so
0: we walked away saying, "You know, Bare naked Ladies were the headlining act, but you stole." I like that
1: part. I was disappointed with the, in the fact that they were not actually bare, bare naked. So, all right. Never mind. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> stepped on my own punchline. It was before okay. they
0: became, you know, big in the states. They're big in Canada, uh, not yet big in, in the states. That's right.
1: But they were—they were a committed band. That and they're—they're they're uh, also playing acoustic
0: guitar by yourself.
1: With, uh, ah, yes. Less clothing. Indeed. You took
0: off your, your Let's have a look. Let's point. have a
1: look here. Let's, let's have a look at John's memories. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Look at the size of your picture compared to my. That you know, was in the old days. Toronto you Geaches. had to like
0: take a film camera and walk yourself up. Boy. I remember at that show. Now during sticks shows, put this over here, John. You play your mug, your mug, your mug. Beethoven. Did right? I? You do some pathetic when you play it with sticks. Yeah, that's right. I remember that day you played some Beethoven too. Sonata Pathetic, right?
1: I think a different one
0: where you like slammed your forearm on the keys. And no,
1: stuff. I know what I played there. Okay, oh, yeah, is even a picture of yeah. you and I here right here.
0: We're getting to that,
1: yeah, man. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm you. ruining the interview. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead, folks. Um, what did I play uh, no that's not by Beethoven that's a uh, that's a piece called the King Chanticleer Rag. It's one of my favorite ragtime pieces. Uh, it was introduced to me by a fellow by the name of John Darch, mm-hmm. uh, whose cousin, ragtime Bob Darch, he was one of the few people in the world who played the king Chanticleer rag and and when I was nineteen, I remember he I met him uh John, and he said. You've got to learn how to play the King Shanticleer rag. There's only a f- like four or five piano players in the world that play it. Right. So I, he gave me an old record by a piano player named Johnny Maddox. It was, I believe it was a 78, and I just slowed it down and learned it you know, by ear, and then that became kind of a, a good, a good showpiece to play. I right. played it with sticks a number of times,
0: too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so Dwayne and I... Okay. We, we, live, we roommates in Toronto. We okay. would see you as often as we possibly could perform Wh- live. Okay. So What think, year are we in now? We're like in the uh, 94 to 96 range. Okay, good. So we go to Lulu's in Kitchener. You know, yep, played there a few I times. Yeah, I know it very well. We can't forget the opening it's band, Big Banana. That was, you uh, <laughs> remember them or not. Uh, and so one time we went to uh, Wayne Gretzky's bar. You yeah, were doing the, and New the New Year's Year, Eve, New Year's Eve, New
1: Year's Eve. Wayne Gretzky's, and that was I. I that one I, was, I very much remember. A great band I had then. The whole I band. Show the uh, You with I was, them? Ah, uh, there. There was Jeff. It was Jeff Jones on bass. Kenny Greer from oh, Kenny bo- Greer, yes. Both those guys from uh, from Red Rider, mm-hmm. and it was Jerry Marotta from Peter Gabriel's band and played on all my gallon records mm-hmm. and. Paul McCartney and Stevie Nicks, he was on drums that night.
0: Here's you later on, uh, ringing in the year when it finally hit turned midnight.
1: Man, oh man, my first, my first glass of champagne. <laughs> and
0: funny. then here's us at the, uh, at the coat check. And here we are uh, <laughs> posing for a photo and this poor lady's trying to get out of the way.
1: I know who this lady is, funny enough. Or really? Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still <laughs> wear
0: this shirt. Good. And it's from uh, 1995. Excellent.
1: Yeah, good. Recycle them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you still have that shirt, that jacket? I, have, I do have that jacket, yes. Last time I saw you in Toronto before I moved away, yeah, as a Tears for Fears concert, Dwayne and I again.
1: Tears yes,
0: Tears. It, it, I turn around. Three rows there. back,
1: there you are, Danforth Music Hall, and it uh, was. I'm going to correct you a little bit on that one. It wasn't. It was um, Roland Orzabal's concert.
0: He was under the name Tears for Fears. Well, Roland Orzabal. Oh, did he go Roland Orzibold at that point? Yeah,
1: Roland. He wrote the Tears for Fears songs, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think some of them were co-written with, with Kurt Smith. Um, I that was a great show. I opened for Tears for Fears on an entire tour of America in 1985. That's why I, that's the first time I'd seen them since then. I'd seen Roland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was you know, that was when the record, Strange Animal, was doing so well in Canada and it just seemed inevitable that they were going to release it in the States. And Tears for Fears knew of the success that it had in Canada and their record was, Shout was number one. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like an inevitable thing that it was going to kick over and but, you know, if had it, had it done so, you and I wouldn't be sitting here today. It'd <laughs> probably be sitting over there.
0: Yeah. Um, so at that show... Life would be so different. As we're leaving, you yeah. know, I cornered you. Yeah. And I told you, you inspired me to buy my own keyboard. Good. And so I was learning to play it. Good. And I asked you if I could send you a demo tape one day. What did I say? You said, sure, but you probably so- should send it to a record company instead. Yeah. Now, it's been that- 16 years. <laughs> okay. But... Here it is, folks. My first single just came out. Oh wow,
1: Smelter.
0: <laughs> now the
1: one that Smelter Delta. <laughs> actually,
0: the line is that's really good. Smelter. I don't even know her. <laughs> that's the, the line of the song. But uh, I did not play keyboards actually on this song. Smelter Skelter. <laughs>
1: no 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 no. I, I like it. I'm sorry. I'm making fun of your song. <laughs> no no, it's, that's
0: fine. Once you. I like it. it. I also like
1: that you you went with the Ronnie James Dio, the... the (laughs) Are you actually missing those two fingers?
0: Am I doing it right? No, No, you're you're fine.
1: You're actually doing it backwards, which is, I guess, the Canadian way. Um, (laughs) And... and Sorry. It's the first time I've seen this. It's good. You don't mind me. No, no. Okay, because this is what I like. Just in case... If you ever do get this single... And, by the way, you're about to sell sell millions now. You know that. I've given out a hundred, so now I'm going to... So, first of all, you look great. Right? But just so you don't think this is just nothing but molten lava and, and metal, I notice on the back you've got a really classy chandelier. <laughs> and that's what really classes it up. That's what
0: puts the smell back in smelter. My okay. really good friend Scott D. Davis, I like uh, played it. piano on this. He's a really uh, amazing pianist. You should yeah. look him up. He's yeah. on iTunes. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to listen
1: to this now, John. I really am. In oh. fact, you can play this as, uh, as our going oh, out, going out phone music. Phone.
0: I have some quotes for you from you.
1: Good. I well, yeah. Sell it. <laughs> this should <laughs> <laughs> better than sticks. <laughs> wow, you're going to run that one over and over.
0: <laughs> My next question was, "Hey, you open for tears for fears?" And then we we've, ah, we've been through this. I've, I've covered way too much. So I moved away from Canada, in '96. You did not. I did too. Okay. So I still followed you uh, your career on the internet. I learned <laughs> on, the on the internet. On the internet. Heard you Excellent. joined Sticks in 99, and I was really happy, because uh-huh. now here's my favorite Canadian artist, who no one in, in my country here yeah. knew about. I thought, this is great. You're going to get a worldwide audience. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to know mm-hmm. who you are. Finally. And so one day, I'm on the internet, and I'm yep. looking up Sticks World or something. Yep. Like, oh, when are they coming to my town? Mm-hmm. Well, coming to San Francisco. They're coming tonight. Wow. They might have already gone Start on the stage. Started the show, yeah. So I get my friend, yep. and we hop in the car. Yep. Without a ticket, drive up to the city. Mm-hmm. Forty-five minute drive. Mm-hmm. Find some scalper on the street. Mm-hmm. Throw him some money.
1: Yeah, just throw
0: it, like half price. Yeah, sure. you, you get in there. Yeah. and I think you're you're part way through like too much time in my hands. What's mm-hmm. a song I had never heard of before? And Very coincidental
1: in, that you should come in on that song. And I'm yeah.
0: like, wow, this song's amazing. Yeah, because I wasn't that familiar with sticks. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: you. How would you know
0: it? I think it only right. sold about forty million copies. <laughs> and so um, I'm waiting outside for you. Yeah, and you. you yeah, what did Shaw. I do this time? Tommy Shaw comes out. Yeah. You come up, and I yell your name, Gowan. Right. Which I punched I think, you in the face. I think to myself, <laughs> you never hear that because you're in the States and no one knows who you are. Okay. So the fact that I yelled Gowan really yeah. caught your ear. Oh, yeah. And it you would. were nice enough. It and would. so I got another autograph from you. Let's see this one. To John, Larry Gowan, Sticks, 99.
1: Man, oh, man. But on the other side, we can see it was November okay, 99. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look at the date. The exact date was November 14. JY's birthday. I remember this because it was at the Fillmore. That was JY's birthday that night. It was the first time I'd ever played the Fillmore, which is you know where Hendrix and all kinds right. of great acts played, obviously. And that was a big night for me, actually. So I'm glad that you kept that as a great memento. You should put that, maybe put it online. By the way, you know what could really help my career internationally? If you put this on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, sorry, you call it internets. <laughs> That's the Canadian way. <laughs> because we love nets. Um, big hockey fans.
0: So at that yeah. point, um, when you first joined Sticks, I believe
1: it was temporary like to do a tour well is that right yeah okay i suppose it was looked upon uh, it, it was a means for them to tour because they were stuck they couldn't tour that year and they had a brand new record and at first we looked at it like they had 33 shows booked and i would come and uh, and join them for that run but after the third night i remember we had a. it was going over really well and we had a quick little meeting and they said we want you to stay in the band permanently if you'll do so then you did so. <laughs> I, and I've, well, I've been in the band for this long, so I'm obviously yes. still enjoying it very much. So when we talked, yes. um, I was asking you about uh, solo Gowan work.
0: Yes. And you were telling me you had just started, I don't know, started or finished That's a record. That's right. I see A record, that meant, yep. Uh, right when Half the way. sticks thing came along. Did oh, you? I'm sorry.
1: Yes, we're jumping back. Yes, okay. Um, so you put that on, on, on the shelf. I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It didn't because I mean I put it on the shelf as far as being a, a gallon record. But when sticks went to make Cyclorama, mm-hmm. there were some elements of a few of the songs that I was able to kind of throw into the into the uh, the pot, so to speak, that um, that wound up you know emerging as stick songs on Cyclorama mm-hmm. in 2003, and I believe that was the year it came out. And um, yeah, but those songs still exist, and, and perhaps I'll revisit them again. I was on uh, the Gowan.org
0: website Mm -hmm. and I was uh, lamenting in the guest book section. I was saying, really happy you were Sticks and getting worldwide Mm -hmm, fame. mm -hmm. But the flip side was that as the solo artist, I would never get to see you again and albums.
1: That is the sad flip side,
0: or seemed to be. And that was two years ago. And then within an hour, I'm on Facebook, I get a friend request from Larry (laughs) (laughs) Gowan. And I'm like, whoa. And then you sent me, like, sure it wasn't Lawrence Gowan? It was a, a gallon of some kind. Okay. <laughs> of some nature, yeah. And you sent me some links to these teaser websites okay. where uh, you were trying to tease the re-release uh, of *Strange, oh, strange Animal*. Ta- yes, that's correct. *OminousSpiritist*.dot com. That's correct. That's right. That's right. And I was like, "Oh, there's going to be some new stuff coming yeah, up." Yeah. And so I like to play
1: around on the internets myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I think, the twenty-fifth anniversary yeah. of Obstrange *Strange animal. animal*. Correct. So that came out in twenty ten. Correct. Uh, it was a DVD package, yeah. remastered. Yeah. And then two years later, we had... So this year... This year, yep. We had the 25th anniversary... Great Dirty World. Great Dirty World. Correct. Are we going to have, every couple
1: of years, a 25th anniversary <laughs> of each record? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. Uh, no, I might... Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think that that uh, I've been in sticks so long now that they, they also... They happen to realize that there's... Uh, some residual benefits to my doing my solo shows as well because so many sticks fans have come to know Gowan Music now and, and travel and come and see the shows. That's part of why I've booked so many of them in Niagara Falls. It's right on the border. It's a fantastic venue. It's great for someone
0: who lives in New York. I know. But California I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> what can I do? I could move the border a little closer, but then we'd have to invade America. We're not ready to take them on. Let's America's be honest. ready for the
0: Canadian invasion.
1: <laughs> Good. So. Uh, no, I, the no. A lot of fans do travel. A lot of really more devoted fans to, will will fly out all more the way devoted. from California. <laughs> yeah, not ones to whom I've ever given a couple of autographs in two different decades, yeah. but just just casual people who discovered <laughs> it on the internet sss, and uh, and and decided to come up. So I invite you mm-hmm. to come up there. You won't have to see a scalper. Come and see me personally. We do another interview. Five bucks off your ticket. Amazing. You heard it. I, I can't go back on it now.
0: <laughs> it would be on the Internet. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was really excited when I, I, I saw the announcement of some Gowan solo dates. Good. Obviously not excited enough to go buy a a plane <laughs> ticket, but excited nonetheless. I was very tempted to do the North Bay show because
1: my sister lives in North Bay. That was a great night. Great night. That was in, uh, in April of this year. It was April the 3rd, I do believe. Yeah. Fourth, you did some uh, strange cities. Fourth. Like you did, you didn't do the
0: big cities. You didn't did do the big Ontario ones cities. Because
1: because Fallsview, we did three nights there. We're about to do three nights there with Sticks actually next month, uh, just three weeks from now. And uh, it's a fantastic venue. And I, I, I kind of wanted people to come there, but I needed some warm up shows so to speak. But the warm up shows are just as good. And so we did uh, Belleville. We did Montreal. We're just outside Montreal. And uh, place called Assumption. And we did North Bay. Yeah. Facebook, you posted a photo. Yeah. Of a studio. Yeah. And
0: you said, "Here's what I'm recording." That's correct. Right now, my next album. That's right. So tell me how how's that coming along?
1: It's coming along tremendously well. Tremendously well. We did a little bit of it in a studio called Dreamland in in Woodstock, New York, Mm -hmm. with Jerry Marotta and Tony Levin. We're about to work a little bit with Todd, drummer from Sticks, on Mm it. Um, Some great players already on it. It's. Now, th- you mentioned the Gasworks. It's a mm-hmm. piece of music that originally was done in the Gasworks. Is this like an a- old Rheingold song? Yes, it is. It's uh-huh. an old, not just a song, it's, a, it's an entire concept called Dr. Starlight and the Watchmaker. <laughs> it's the first place I've ever told someone about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, a concept album, rock opera uh, piece that's very, you know, space-themed like a lot of things were in the 70s. But I started revisiting it in uh, around, around late 2008. I began to kind of bring it up again, and new material began to emerge and a better way of kind of bringing the story to a, to a completion and, and to making it relevant to today, but still keeping everything that we did back in the 70s. And so I'm having a ton of fun doing that. And being in sticks is part of what really provoked that, me to do that. Um, bass player from the original band he was the first one that suggested to me several times I should think about this but when, when sticks recorded regeneration volume one and two which is where we went and re-recorded a number of the biggest stick songs I began to realize I have music still that I've never released that that's of this classic rock era so it's really being recorded as if it were an un you know undiscovered classic rock album from the 70s which is exactly what it is right you know so that's what we're working on we're about halfway through oh wow so yeah. uh, any idea when that's gonna be i don't know when it'll be released i'm actually writing the story out more in, in long form right now so that there's more detail if people want to go to that kind of uh, depth in it and um but the music is it's just about there i i don't know exactly when it'll be released i can't say because i haven't mm-hmm. decided. You know where exactly we're going to put it out. Maybe it'll debut right here on the John Monts Show. We'd love to have you back and perform on I, the show. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You bring your keyboard. We'll uh, we'll <laughs> jam out to Smelter, and um, it's going to be fun.
0: So this is an album that you could release now in the states, perhaps.
1: It'll be worldwide. Worldwide. Because, yeah. Because now with iTunes, yeah, it's all worldwide, right? Right. I mean, all my old stuff.
0: Both is of them. I looked on the internet. It was like two albums. Oh, two or are not?
1: Because well, two of them, the deal was with Atlantic, and I don't have the full. I gotta, I gotta pursue that further. The Lost Brotherhood and You Can Call Me Larry right. album. But there are a number of songs from those records that are on the Greatest Hits album, which is mm-hmm. available on iTunes. Right. So, I do have to look into getting those other two records, though. Thank you. All right. Do a little more homework.
0: Uh, one last question I have here. Yep. Um, I'm going to be on KKUP radio. No way. In a few weeks, I'm doing a Canadian pop music
1: You're being show. on KKUP? Yeah. You're on KKUP? Cup? I can't wait just to, to, to see you.
0: It's the Cupertino station. It started Actually, off at Cupertino station. Okay. So K- okay. Uh, I'm going to do uh, 90 minutes of all Canadian music. Beautiful. What gallon song would you like me to play? All of them? I can only do one. They have rules.
1: <laughs> I I'm going to play else. all the
0: obscure Canadian hits, uh, Canadian songs that yeah. Americans don't know, and yeah. even the artist... Americans do know, but not the songs they know. Play
1: the one that you said that you uh, pointed out to your, you mentioned to your sister, Play Moonlight Desire. Moonlight Desires. Sounds good. And, it's, and it features John Anderson from Yes. So I know you can't go wrong with that one.
0: In the video, is he yes. the guy who's, is he yes, in the video? John is He's the, John, in white. Is,
1: John is the, like the high priest of the Mayans. Who that was. Yeah, yeah. And if you look, at, I'm going to suggest this. If you go to GowanGreatDirtyWorld.com, you'll see a little cartoon that's on with the videos now that gives you kind of a, 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 pre, a prequel to the to the video of moonlight uh, desires that's our tour manager. He's determined to try to throw to you out. Get me ready with the band right now, and I, I'm going to have yeah. to do. I should do that, John. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. I'm a huge fans. Great of to Zane. talk to Honor and you, and me. Nice to meet you again. Obviously, we've met so many times, but you yeah. have the photos to prove it. I have the photos prove it? Yeah. I have yeah. a. I have a mug now to prove it, <laughs> and an autograph. Yeah. Don't make your bandmates yeah. too jealous. Cr- oh, I- believe me, they're going to have. They're going to want to fight over this <laughs> when we get down there. I brought you.
0: Oh, smelter! They melt it down in the smelter! The smelter isn't made for you and me Just for rocks, don't you see? Won't you tell me about the smelter?